Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 217. It is RSA week, when salespeople gather from all around the globe. I will be at RSA if uh, anyone is around and wants to try to get together. Starting off with security news, MGM had a major breach of around 10 million people, including many government officials and celebrities. The data weren't financial, but personal in nature, including full name, birth date, address, email, and phone number. And once again, it's kind of a worry that someone is just collecting a bunch of information. There's no statement around this basically saying that it's China, uh, but not a bad guess, but have to wait and see. It could really be anybody. DDoS and the solutions that help mitigate it are becoming quite popular, just like ransomware, actually. I think in a number of decades, we're going to look back and see ransomware and DDoS as the diseases that convince us to take cyber hygiene seriously. Twitter has suspended 70 pro Bloomberg accounts for spamming identical messages on the platform. Just being really sloppy about spending all that money and just, uh, yeah, spamming in a really obvious way. A tiny piece of tape tricked Tesla's into speeding up by 50 miles per hour. I think the more AI that's out there actually driving, the more these types of attacks are going to become practical and dangerous. U.S. intelligence is seeing two types of election interference from Russia. One is pro-Trump and one is pro-Bernie, which may seem strange to a lot of people, but my read is that they're, one, trying to get Trump re-elected, and two, trying to get his most extreme and passionate opponent you know, nominated to be the, the opponent against him which they also feel confident that Trump will easily beat. And I think the result is the best possible outcome for Putin and Russia, which is a highly divided, very upset country with Trump still in control. That's my, you know, pseudo IC uh, analysis on that. Russia appears to be trying to tap the underseas transatlantic cables in Ireland. They're basically finding a whole bunch of, uh, I, I think, divers diving around the site where the cable comes in. And uh, the analysis is that they appear to be trying to tap it, or it seems logical that they're trying to tap it. A survey by Egress shows that 97% of IT leaders are worried about insider threat. Sounds right to me. Bees are becoming so rare and valued that beehive theft is becoming a thing. And Dell has sold RSA to private equity for $2.1 billion. Breaches. The DOD's DISA group says they've had a data breach involving employee information, such as social security numbers and other personal data like that. Luckily, DISA is just the group that does IT and communications for the White House. 
so nothing important. Companies at Bay is a Mountain View-based cyber insurance company that helps companies reduce risk by doing continuous external vulnerability monitoring, and they just raised $34 million in a Series B. And Booz Allen has been awarded a $113 million contract with the SEC. Technology news, Samsung accidentally sent a Find My Mobile push notification to every Galaxy phone on the planet. We've been suffering the fallout of that ever since. Nissan is launching a car subscription service starting at $6.99 a month. I seriously cannot wait until everything is like this. Well, not everything, but most things. BMW and Tesla, I'm looking at you. Companies, Snowflake has combined its cloud-native data platform with Google's AI analytics capabilities. And Intuit is looking to buy Credit Karma for $9 billion. Human news. A team at MIT says they've used AI to identify a new antibiotic for the first time, and this one can actually kill even the most drug-resistant types of bacteria. Sweden is testing its digital version of cash called the eKrona because payment apps are actually so popular there in Sweden, it might actually be possible for them to completely move off of cash by 2023. Warren Cass calculated that it used to take 30 weeks of average working to take care of a family, and now it takes 53 weeks. Looking for bias, I... I Tried to check more of his work to figure out if he was like liberal or conservative, if there was some sort of bias here. And I couldn't immediately tell where he stood, which I think is a good thing. But really interesting. Basically, a lot of people have been saying, you know, inflation has been going up, but wages have also been going up. So it's kind of, we're at parity. But the overall sentiment is that it's much harder to survive. And uh, he went and did a calculation which basically solved that problem and found that, yeah, it's, it's almost twice as hard to survive. And this is why you can no longer have a single breadwinner in the house and still be comfortable and thriving. Staples is opening podcast studios in six Boston stores. I think this is inspired thinking, and I think we need more of it. So, okay, we've got big box stores that are dying. We have malls that are dying. What is on the rise? Esports, podcasting. Awesome. Let's make some hybrids. That appears to be what this is. Ideas, trends, and analysis. How to calculate and communicate your desired total compensation. This is a piece I just wrote yesterday. It took me like four and a half hours. It's quite comprehensive. It's fairly short, though. And it basically breaks down compensation into eight components. Um, and total compensation, by the way, is called remuneration, which I thought it was called renumeration because numer is like numerals, like numbers, but it's not remuneration, it's remuneration, which it just blows my mind. It's quite strange. But anyway, total compensation broken down into eight components. And basically, I wrote this because I saw some threads recently on Twitter where one guy would say, oh, I've been in the industry for six years. I'm a programmer and I make, you know, 300 grand and I get like another 300 grand in uh, RSUs and I've got six years experience. And other people were like, 
okay, I've got eight years experience. I'm the same rank as you, basically in the same sort of field. And I make 150 grand and I have like 50 grand worth of RSUs. And so more and more people started posting their salaries and their overall compensation. And I was like, well, a lot of this is bias, right? And I talked about that some in the piece, but a lot of it is also just a lack of awareness, right? People get more when they ask for more because they're knowledgeable about it. So this piece breaks it down into eight different components and walks you through how you should have a salary conversation and uh, talks a little bit about imposter syndrome because that does affect a lot of people, especially in tech. But yeah, that's, that's that piece just wrote yesterday. And the Chinese government has been compromising some of the most sensitive data from Americans possible. They got Anthem, which is health data. They got Equifax, which is data broker credit data. And some of the deepest and most detailed data you could possibly have on a person is held by a data broker, which that is Equifax, which they did get. And they got OPM, which is basically every security clearance application going back for decades. They also got Marriott, which is full of business travelers data. And no word yet on who did this MGM thing. And it doesn't really matter for this narrative. But uh, it might be completely unrelated to China. But we need to realize that China is playing cyber chess while we're playing cyber poop in our diapers. That seriously seems to be the case, at least from the outside. They are creating and maintaining a giant database of people who matter within the U.S. to be used for various types of leverage in the future. They're doing this in plain view for anyone paying attention. And to be clear, not nearly enough people are paying attention. And this wouldn't be a problem if it weren't so obvious that the world they'd like to build is a horrible one. I had a crazy idea about a claim verification project, which would be run by all the journalists who are now in peril. Got the link to it. But basically, the idea is you'd have like a browser extension. And if you're sitting on my website and I have like a trust score of like 94 because I'm generally careful and, you know, halfway smart. So it's like high trust rating. And if you're reading something in InfoSec, it's like, oh, trust level 94, because it's my maximum. And then I write a piece about, you know, bird flu or something. And it's like overall trust score, 94. Medical trust score, 32, right? Because I don't have a credential there. I don't have a history of, you know, being super solid there. And, uh, I don't know, I thought that was a cool idea. And the idea would be that it wouldn't be crowdsourced, but it would be like crowd curated by lots of different, um, you know, journalist types who are professionals at being neutral, or at least ideally. And that was the idea. I didn't put too much thought into it, but it seems like this is a good use of all these journalists who are out of work and possibly AI um, in the near term or, or distant future. The law of computational complexity, basically it says that there's always a certain amount of complexity in any system, and you have to figure out who's going to have to deal with that. Is it like the dev? Is it QA? Is it the customer? But that (laughs) uh, you can't destroy this complexity. It just has to be dealt with. Companies are stealing the faces of popular influencers to use in their advertising. No, you're not running late. You're rude and selfish. This is a 
eye-opening piece. The new attack surface is your life. This is from a partner over at A16Z. Pretty good piece. It's, a, it's like a general educational thing. Updates. I'll be at and around RSA for much of the week. So hit me up if you want to try to get together. And quick note about politics and this show. Uh, during the rest of the year, I will likely be posting more about politically related topics, but only specifically around hacking of campaigns, influence operations, that kind of stuff. I mean, my focus will stay on global politics, possible motives of world governments, similar themes, right? Russia, China, the US, uh, cyber, things like that. I won't be going into policy conversations like left or right or right or wrong or any of that type of political stuff. I have those views elsewhere on my site if you're interested. This avenue is strictly for security tech and big non-political ideas. So if you hear some political stuff, hopefully you could tell that it's staying in that security realm and not really getting into the left, right, right, wrong situation. But uh, bear with me. I, I think this stuff is a little bit too, too important and, and too topical to not mention at all because it touches politics in some way. But I definitely won't be talking about policy and, and left, right, and all, all that stuff. Discovery, an unbelievable talk on systems thinking and the nature of quality by Russ Ackoff in 1994. It's like a TED Talk, but super grainy and a very old-looking film. Levels.fyi is a great site for comparing your skills and experience to others and seeing what they're making. A level-headed piece on what would happen if COVID-19 became a pandemic. The contrast effect is something that modifies how we view something based on seeing it compared to something else. Use data to answer your key business questions. Read to lead, how to digest books above your level. Studio Ghibli has released 38 albums of anime music on various streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, I think. Great piece on how to step through various levels of developer seniority how to collaborate with people you don't like, and Sweetie Data, a repo containing log stashes of various honeypots. So you don't have to run your own. You can just pull the logs from all these other ones. Recommendations. I'm not anything of an expert on COVID-19, but it sounds like the experts are saying that the chances of a pandemic are growing. And a pandemic doesn't actually mean the end of the world, by the way. I mean, the, I think... That's what the movies break it down as, but just means it gets everywhere, which many diseases like the flu already are. But this seems to be 20 to 30 times more fatal than the flu. It's still only 2 to 3%, uh, but that, that's pretty bad. Point is, you should probably get ready to keep your family mostly or completely in the house for one, two, or three weeks, or maybe even longer, but who knows it? I don't know. But that seems like a, a serious possibility, working remote, kids doing remote school, that kind of stuff. And that means you'll need food. So I got a link here, which I use to buy some foodstuffs. It's a link with lots of different long-term food options. And if it doesn't go pandemic and it gets locked down like the previous, you know, corona things, mares and sares, 
and this all blows over, well, you, now you just have some food in case of an earthquake or a hurricane or a tornado or whatever kind of uh, bad situation you have where you live. So that's my recommendation for the week. Basically, just have some food, have it ready. Doesn't hurt if you have it. And, uh, you know, spend spend 100 bucks, spend a couple hundred bucks. If you have a giant family, spend whatever, a thousand bucks and just have foodstuffs. I don't know that the water supply would go out. The tap water should continue to run as far as I could tell. But um, yeah, just have, have some food just in case. And worst case scenario, I mean, do you have food for other emergency reasons? And the aphorism for the week. Every application has an inherent amount of irreducible complexity. The only question is, who will have to deal with it? The user, the application developer, or the platform developer? Every application has an inherent amount of irreducible complexity. The only question is, who will have to deal with it? The user, the application developer, or the platform developer? Larry Tesler. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure is toxic to the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter each week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here in the podcast. They also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmiesler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. Each of you is helping support a model of content creation that we really need right now. And I appreciate you greatly. We'll see you next time.